0: and current events from a biblical perspective 2020 on vision
1: well a man who's been dubbed africa's billy graham has died leaving behind a profound legacy of evangelism on the continent and beyond stephen lungu died on january 18 in malawi after contracting covid19 he was 78 years old He's credited with bringing many thousands of people to faith in Christ through his preaching and he was also the head of African Enterprise and someone who worked closely with Stephen in his ministry in the 1990s and 2000s is Mike Woodall, the former CEO of African Enterprise Australia and COO of African Enterprise's International Partnership. He joins me now to tell me more about Stephen Lungu and the impact he had Mike, thanks so much for your time. Firstly, my condolences to you and your colleagues past and present on the passing of Stephen. What were some of your first thoughts when you heard the news?
0: Well, I was, I was immeasurably sad. because I, uh, One thing about Stephen was he had an uh, incredible passion for Jesus. It never stopped, and every day he felt was a wasted day unless he'd brought someone to Christ. So he was quite an exceptional person. Uh, he had a very warm and vibrant personality, he drew people to him. Uh, people loved him. But he had a obviously a history, um, a, a murky history. And I think uh, because he was so grateful that Jesus had uh, saved him and uh, brought him into the kingdom, that he felt ever afterwards that he wanted to serve his Lord.
1: Stephen told countless people about Jesus, but you've just touched on there the fact that he had a bit of a murky past. He didn't always believe. I'm told he had quite an amazing conversion to faith. What can you tell us about that?
0: Well, he did have an amazing conversion. Uh, He was um, basically a Marxist, and he worked in what was then called Rhodesia. Nowadays it's uh, Zimbabwe, and uh, he hated, as many communists do, he hated Christians. And um, he had a gang called The Black Shadows. He has a very uh, good book, which I think is still sold. It must be in about its 20th edition called Out of the Black Shadows. And um, that gang was uh, sent to blow up a police station by his Marxist overlords. And as it happens, he passed a Christian tent meeting. And um, he felt, oh, these are people I really hate. And he heard that the the people had come from South Africa. So he really wanted to... uh, do as much damage as he could. He had petrol bombs and uh, guns. And so he went in and uh, his gang said, well, we'll blow them up at uh, a particular hour. And they said, oh, that's five minutes time. He said, well, we'll just go in uh, just for two minutes and uh, look at the people that we're about to kill. So he went in and uh, as it happened, there was a a beautiful young African lady who uh, was sharing her testimony about how Jesus had changed her life. And Stephen was sort of moved by that. He didn't think that anyone pretty could be a Christian. He thought it was for old people just like I am now. Oh, wow. So that sort of uh, puzzled him. And then the preacher came up and talked about this Jesus who had done a transaction, who had given his life uh, so that others could live. Uh, Because he had sacrificed his life, those people who were sinners, who uh, were going to go and have ultimately a murky end, could now have life and life abundantly. Uh, All they had to do was trust in Jesus. And that was a sort of a a trigger moment uh, in his life. But he just went forward from his gang and laid down his bombs and his guns in front of what I think would be an astonished preacher and said, I want this Jesus that you're talking about. And that was a trigger point. Funnily enough, at that very moment, a number of people, from a different gang came in and threw their bombs, and many, many people were killed, including many of the gangs who were sitting just next to where Stephen had been just moments before. After the turmoil and everything had cleared up, there was just one solitary person standing there still, and there was this dirty, ragged, illiterate young man called Stephen Lungu, who'd mm. been living on the streets since the age of about seven years old, when he was abandoned, mm. and... Um, He'd come to Christ, and he just knew he, that he'd changed. Uh, that was an astonishing journey.
1: That is a uh, r- radical turnaround for sure.
0: It is, yes. And uh, you know, he he, uh, he was helped a lot by uh, Patrick Johnston from Operation World, and uh, he he had uh, others who came around him. He learned to read by reading the Bible. Mm. That's the book he used to learn to teach himself to read. And on this very first day, he was going down to uh, the police station to surrender himself. And uh, he got on a bus and uh, he said, I just want to tell you what happened last night. Jesus came into my life and has completely changed me. They threw him off the bus and they said, well, preaching is only for Sundays. (laughs) So he got on the next bus and uh, he spoke the same story again. And when he got off the bus, seven people came down. And they said, how do we get this Jesus? They Mm -hmm. said, well, I don't really know. But do what I did yesterday. Kneel down. And they said, what, right in the street? Said, yes, kneel down and ask Jesus to come into your life. So the first day after his conversion, an illiterate man who knew virtually no scripture brought seven people to the Lord. Oh, wow. uh, of, Of whom three ultimately became pastors. So it was just an extraordinary person. So I think he was anointed by God in a special way as, a, as an evangelist, as many evangelists are. You know, I think I've, I've heard many people preach, Billy Graham and others. And to be an evangelist doesn't mean to say you've got any tricks of the trade or anything. I think God has a special way of working through you, and Stephen was one of those people.
1: So you worked directly with Stephen over a long period of time. If I'd been a fly on the wall to watch this, what kinds of things would I have seen?
0: Well, what. What I think you would have seen was firstly uh, Stephen's warmth. I first met Stephen in 1989, and Stephen would preach anywhere. He preached to crowds of 300,000. He would preach to one person that he met at a bus stop. It it didn't require any grandiose backdrop for him to be a speaker. I first met Stephen in a marketplace in Lusaka in Zambia in 1989, and I was mesmerised as he as he shared. His story, and he made a call, and uh, people came uh, flocking in and responded to what he had to say. It was just a wonderful thing, because the picture he painted of Jesus was a picture of a of of a person of such incredible love and depth and compassion for us and care for us, not wanting us to go down the wrong path, but to come to him and to be with him forever. And he painted a beautiful picture of this man Jesus, which has always stayed with me because. uh, like others there was a turning point in my life when i gave my life to jesus and it's something you never regret doesn't mean you've got wealth doesn't mean Mm -hmm. you've got fortune doesn't mean you've got anything particularly but you've got jesus and you've got a life which is going to be with him for eternity so it's a wonderful thing so he had that warmth and charisma about him even once when i was going through the customs in auckland on a ministry tour he started speaking to the female customer officer I said, well, have you got anything to declare? He said, oh, yes, I have. I've got something which is very dangerous. She said, what is that? She said, I have the gospel in this Bible. (laughs) And uh, he said, it's about Jesus. Do you know about Jesus? She said, well, I don't. And so he started sharing. (laughs) I, for one moment, was almost on the verge of cringing. I thought, how could you do this? What's going to happen? Are we going to be arrested? (laughs) But no, he just loved talking about Jesus. Nothing more he would prefer doing. And so he was remarkable from that point of view, a great passion driving him. And I think it came out of his background, which as, as, as a terrorist, uh, someone who'd been involved in violence and theft and robbery, and mugging people and probably killing people as well. Um, it was a complete turnaround. And so he always knew how much he owed Jesus, how much Jesus had done for him. And uh, he wanted to do one tiny fraction of helping the kingdom come. Yes, he was a remarkable man.
1: Yeah, it sounds like he had a tremendous impact. What were some of the most important things that you learned from him? Well,
0: I think what I I learned from him was, firstly, uh, never be afraid uh, of sharing the gospel. And it's encouraged me. I've been into, uh, done it in slums. I've done it all over the place. And I've been to India and I've done it there. Never be ashamed of the gospel. Always be prepared to talk about Jesus. That's the first thing. Because what's the worst thing that can happen to you? Nothing really, uh, in eternal terms. Uh, that's one thing. And then secondly, I think he taught me the power of prayer. his absolute confidence that when he prayed, that Jesus was listening and hearing what he had to say. Just virtually having known um, him just a, a week or so, I had to go to a meeting. I had to go to a church where there were about 700 people. I'd lost my voice. I literally had, had no voice at all. And he just laid hands on me. He prayed that the Lord would enable me to do the assignment that I had to preach to this group of people. And uh, he was absolutely confident that it would work. And I wasn't so confident, I have to say, but I went uh, as required. And I could not speak before the um, uh, time to give my sermon. I asked him, have you got a sound system? director was about 700 there, and the windows were all wide open the street noises outside in Africa. The preacher said, oh, yes, we've got a sound system, only we've lent it to someone and we don't know who and it hasn't come back. So anyway, I got up and he said, well, we'd like you to keep the sermon short down to an hour, please. Could we have a special meeting afterwards? It would have felt a half-hour sermon was short-changed. So I had to preach for an hour, which I did by stringing two sermons together, <laughs> essentially. And the second I got up, my voice came to me. I preached at the top of my voice for the required hour and at the end of it, my voice went again. Yeah. I had never... And so that was Stephen and his faith in prayer, which actually imbued me with faith, too. So that's the sort of person he was. Um, I loved him like a brother. Uh, it's funny that, uh, you know, me being white, him being black, mm. before his conversion, we would have probably been quite happy to see each other eliminated. But we were actually brothers in Christ. It creates a bond and a unity that uh, transcends everything, Mm. and that's what's wonderful about it.
1: Absolutely. In the wake of his passing, Mike, what do you think he leaves behind and how's the future looking for evangelism in Africa? Well, I think the
0: good news is that Africa is a continent on the rise in so many areas. I mean, I've been there after the, the Rwandan genocide. I've been there after wars and so on. But I think Africa will always be turbulent But you've got to remember that the Middle Ages in Europe were very turbulent years, had 30 years wars, 100-year wars, and so on. So it's not new on this planet. But one thing that is happening in Africa is that people are hearing the gospel and responding in large numbers. There are plenty of great evangelists. Within African enterprise, for example, we have Stephen Mburgo, the current CEO. He's a great man of God. There are many others who are team leaders, and often they've sacrificed what would have been very lucrative careers in uh, Africa because they're highly trained, and trained people in Africa can command big money because there's not that many of them. But they've given all that up in order to preach the gospel, uh, uh, earning a fraction of what they could because of their passion for Christ. So that is still there. People are still coming to Christ in large numbers. And uh, as Africans uh, emigrate around the world, Many of them are bringing the gospel with them. You know, the Western world brought the gospel to Africa, and now in many cases it's going back to the Western world, interestingly. Mm. African churches are bringing up all over the places, and um, non-Africans are starting to go to them. I think it's going to be exciting in the future. I think there will always be a witness. As the gospel has moved around the world, it's currently uh, the season in Africa, but it's receptive. So, yeah, I'm excited by, by the future.
1: It sounds like Stephen Lungu certainly had a life well lived. Mike Woodall, thank you so much for joining us on Vision Radio to tell us about your experiences with Stephen. Absolute
0: pleasure and thank you so much.
1: Thank you. God bless.
0: God bless you. Thanks. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.